Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. And th- uh, this is Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter with my co-host Trayton today. And we got the dub. We beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, 21 to 17 was the final score today. The Broncos improved to three and five. Um, obviously, we're not where we want to be at right now, but the Broncos did go into this one and get the win in London um, against an uh, underrated team in the Jaguars. Um, so, uh, overall, how are you feeling about this game? What do you have to take away from it? Um, and just positive, negatives. Uh, what are you thinking about this one, Trayton? Um, well, you know, I'd say definitely today is encouraging. Uh, I mean, we finally surpassed 16 points in a game. Uh, <clears throat> and I mean, I, I guess I, I don't really want to say that this was a complete game because I, I still, um, you know, I, 21 points is still a massive improvement and, you know, we had three great scoring drives there, but, um, I'd still, you know, there's still those drives, just uh, three and outs, you know, uh, protections being blown, uh, just questionable play calls. There's still, uh, today we looked really hot and cold uh, from drive uh, drive to drive. It just seemed like there was a lot of inconsistency. Um, so, I mean, yeah, th- definitely. I, I still think that there's a lot of room to improve. Yeah. Um, a lot of plays that could have been. And I, I think there's – and, again, yeah, you just want to see consistency in that aspect. I think today's still, like, very encouraging. And I wouldn't really call it a complete game, but I, the offense did enough, and then the defense played a hell of a game. So, that you know, this is exactly what we wanted to see before. So, um, I'd say, yeah, definitely today is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, I would say this is our best win of the season um, just because we saw – um, we saw more from the offense that um, than we have in the past. Um, we saw three touchdowns today, which was crazy. Um, there was more drives where um, it kind of we finished more drives with touchdowns rather than just stalling out and scoring a field goal. Um, I, I like to see that. But um, yeah, too often and not today. It was I like that you uh, you made the reference. It was hot and cold because there's too many drives where we had a touchdown and then that one period we went. Uh, three we had three straight drives of three and outs that can't happen it's just too much inconsistency on the offensive end um this offense needs to just like learn you know figure out how to uh play more consistent um football and I think whenever this team the offense is kind of going in like the short game and building long sustained drives like we've said uh, multiple times on this podcast and in the past um, when they can build those long sustained drives and kind of get things going in the short drive, it opens a lot more things up for you. Um, the run game looks solid in the first half, not so much in the second half, but, um, you know, we did have a, a rushing touchdowns, but granted those are around like the two yard line, one yard line. But, um, yeah, I feel like when we can get those like long sustained drives going, we can, we can build, we can score points, not only field goals, but touchdowns as well. And so um, also when we were in the red zone, we uh, believe we were 100% efficiency. So um, that, that was, you know, great to see. Um, Bradley Chubb had a quietly uh, good game. He didn't have any sacks, but he was, uh, you know, creating pressure. Draymond Jones had the best game on defense. Um, uh, I, I think you can argue between him and K1 Williams. K1 Williams played lights out. Amazing. You can make the argument that he's the best slot, slot corner in the league. This dude played like, incredible today he had a few pbus obviously the game ceiling interception he has 
one arm. He literally has a cast on like his dominant arm and he still made that diving interception. That was so, that was so, so well to see. Um, I love Kwan Williams. He's um, quickly becoming a fan favorite now. Um, if he can stay healthy, he can definitely get a long-term extension with this team, to be honest. Um, Justin Simmons obviously lurked the living hell out of uh, Trevor Lawrence in the game, uh, in the end zone. That was the uh, game-changing play, to be honest. Uh, that that really uh, shifted things for the Broncos. Um, if you if if the Jags scored there and uh, Simmons didn't have that pick, this probably would be uh, this game would probably look a lot different. So that was a huge play by Justin Simmons. Um, he wasn't playing his best football since he returned from injury, um, but he wasn't playing bad by any means. But after that pick. Um, it really changed, turned things around for the Broncos. Um, one thing I want to hit, uh, Jerry Judy had another another solid game. Um, I think there's only one play today where there's a miscommunication between him and, uh, him and Russ. Russ kind of dropped it like on his uh, not on his back shoulder, but the other side of him on on like the sideline. And uh, him and Russ weren't really on the same page with that route. I think that's more on Judy for sure. Um, but besides that, he had another solid game, and he looks yet again like the wide receiver one of this team. And that begs to raise the question, you know, all these people calling for Judy to be traded, and Cortland Sun has put put together three really, you know, bad outings in a, in a row. Um, what, what are you kind of taking away from this? He's He has uh, two more drops than Judy on the season. Um, and the, uh, the, like, the target rate and the um, – completion rate quarterback rate is better when Russ is targeting Judy and then Sutton, which is actually kind of crazy, but you can look at the stats that that's wild to me. What, what do you think about this? Uh, well, that, first of all, I think that's a bit of a misleading stat. Um, uh, I think the reason for that stat, I think that's more just Russ force feeding the ball uh, yeah. to Sutton in situations that he shouldn't. Um, so I think that stats skewed. Uh, but I, I mean, I definitely think it, it says something. I mean, yeah, he had a really solid game today. Um, I'm just kind of at the point where I, I still, even though like great win today, great performance and, uh, yeah. And definitely Cortland's had, uh, three kind of dud performances in a row, but, um, I, I'm kind of at the point with the receiver room. I think that all three of them should be available. Um, I, I think if the price is right, I, I, I don't think we should hesitate to trade uh, any any of them. Um, obviously, you don't want to create a hole on the roster that wasn't there before, but um, that's that's one of my takeaways from this, like from the beginning of the season so far at least, is that there are more holes on this roster than we may have thought. And I think that they're uh, – yeah, I, and I, I think that the receiver room is one of them. I think that there is a hole in that in that room somewhere. Um, obviously, today probably not the best day to talk about that since they came up in the clutch. But uh, I, I do think you know Jerry had a really uh, really good game. KJ had a really great catch in the clutch, yeah. uh, and then you know another dud from Sutton. But uh, I'm just at the point where I have not seen anything through seven games to make me feel uh like they any of them are elite or um and even in some games even above average uh but i mean and i'm not saying that they're bad but um i i do think that i i'm just saying that i haven't seen enough from any of them to make me think uh, to make me say this is a core player that we need on our roster or someone that isn't easily replaceable and i think 
just the, with the production we've seen. I think uh, Jerry, Cortland, and KJ, I think all of them are easily replaceable. Um, so I think if you did get a good offer for any of them, I think you definitely pulled the trigger. My stance on that hasn't changed. I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I just disagree in terms of Jerry Judy. Um, Cortland Sutton, I love Cortland Sutton. Um, obviously, his fans are still stuck on, like, his Pro Bowl season. But he we've been seeing him, like, over the last few weeks, like, defense is kind of figuring him out. Um, the thing that makes Cortland Sutton so special is his size and his abilities to go up top and, um, you know, catch 50-50 balls. But these last few weeks, he hasn't been able to do that. Teams have shut that down. The Jets really did a good job of – um, preventing him from making those types of plays. And without that, Corlin's son is – I don't want to be negative here, but Corlin's son really isn't anything without those. He uh, he fails to get separation, and when he does, he he's dropped passes. And when even when he does catch those passes, it's like he doesn't have elite speed. He doesn't, he doesn't really have, like, any kind of um, amazing kind of skill set in terms of jukes or um, – I mean, he's a great – he has a great stiff arm, but, like, I don't know. To me, um, we just kind of maybe do a better job with the way we utilize him in that aspect. But at the same time, you can't really say that when defenses have been shutting him down there. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I still love Cortland Sutton. I love I definitely love Jerry Judy. Um, I think he um, if they can get them, get him the board, the ball more and um, continue to feed him. He's going to be really, really good for this team. Um, I just don't I don't see a point in trading him. Um just because he gives us more, he gives us a better chance at winning now um, in terms of his skill set rather than picking up like a second uh, next year or a third, uh, I don't think would have anywhere near the same uh, production that he would have for this receiving room. Um, I, you know, but I, I don't know too much about the receiver class in this next year's draft, so can't speak too much on that. But I, I just like the the potential that Jerry Judy has right now. And then KJ Hamler. He, um, he's someone who I talked about that I wouldn't be too mad if we traded him. Um, I'm still kind of on that boat, but he did. He, um, that 49-yarder from him, uh, Russ to him in today's game that set up uh, the game-winning touchdown drive for Latavius Murray, he, he completely dusted that corner. Um, that, was really, that was really cool to see because he's one of the fastest receivers, not only in this team, but in the league. So um, that's something, uh, you know, if, if used correctly in this offense, he can be a big he can be a big value piece for that receiver receiver room. Um yeah, so in terms of the receiving uh wide receivers, those are the kind of the takeaways that we have um for those guys. Um and uh, staying at the receiver position but moving to tight end, um Greg Dulcich, man, he looks so good. He this he can create separation unlike any tight end we've had the last I don't know how many years. Um he's I mean, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to say he's much better than Noah Fant, to be honest, um, in terms of – I don't know if it's a scheme fit or what, but, like, he – you can – I saw him uh, – You li we lined him out at wideout today, and um, it was the deep shot from Russell Wilson, which is a, a incredibly, like, difficult throw to make. Um, and they had a safety up top, and Dulcich and Hamler were, like, both semi-open. And, um, yeah, Dulcich just completely – was wide open downfield. His vertical speed's incredible. Um, he looks like a great tight end, um, tight end pick. Um, we, I know, I kind of doubted Peyton for that pick, but um, you know, I know you said it multiple times. It wasn't the player; it was the pick. Um, but you know, that 
that you know that whole draft is in the past, and um, the fact that we got Dulcich now is it's amazing because he he looks like the franchise uh, tight end for this team. Well, yeah, and to you know, uh, like a franchise tight end, I mean that's a game changer. Yeah. Um, I think Dulcich can definitely improve uh, in the blocking area, but even then, I think he's still probably by far better than any tight end we have in the block uh, in the blocking aspect of things, other than probably Eric Tomlinson. So uh, I think, yeah, what, what we're seeing from Dolchich is super encouraging. Um, and I mean, and he was my tight end one coming out of last year. And, uh, and like you said, it was the, it was the pick, not the player. Uh, so I, I, I think, uh, I think that's super encouraging to see. And especially when you're seeing a lot of, at least of late, uh, underwhelming performances from the wide receivers. Um uh, so, uh, yeah, I think having a game-changing tight end like Dolchich is going to be a huge factor for this team going forward. Um, and, two, I mean, even obviously the offense hasn't been able to sustain success other than uh, today. And, again, today was still very hot and cold. But even in the past against the Chargers in last week, I mean, uh, last week Dolchich was getting a lot of open looks and still uh, just not getting the ball. And, obviously, you can't can't put too much stock into that with backup quarterback but um even the week before the big long touchdown and I know that was uh just a coverage bust and completely wide open but all game long you saw Dolchich was uh making plays getting open uh and then even being a decent blocker when he needed to so yeah that's going to be a huge game changer for this team going forward yeah Greg Dolchich I, I want to get his jerseys for, for sure soon because he he looks really 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 good um, if they can continue like involving him in the in the game plan and the offense, um, he's he's going to be a big tight end in this league for sure, um, top ten pretty soon. Um, Draymond Jones deserves a contract extension now. Um, I don't I don't I don't need to see anything more. Um, like a three year deal right now would be pretty ideal for uh, to me. Um, Draymond Jones just looks like a stud in the interior defensive line. Yeah, you know, and that that's. It's super encouraging. I think the defense is, uh, I mean, they're going to continue to perform as, as, as we've seen them do for weeks. Um, and two, and that's another thing I was, uh, kind of worried about today is seeing if we were going to see a drop off with Baron Browning, uh, not out there. Um, but Nick Benito, he looked solid, but, and then Draymond Jones in the hole. Uh, I noticed we were getting a lot of interior pressure today. Um, and Bradley Chubb was, ripping off the edge too didn't have a sack but um today that's something i noticed a lot was the interior pressure was getting to him a lot um i definitely think there's work to be done against the run but uh the pass rush couldn't be better yeah i love the the improvement from last year to this year because last year there was too many times where i was looking at bradley chubb and malik reed rushing the passer and i wasn't seeing anything i wasn't seeing a squat even in the interior and just the um, Draymond Jones took a huge leap. Um, you know, obviously he was still good last year, but he took a huge leap this year. DJ Jones, the accusation of him was is huge for this defensive line. Um, one of the most underrated defensive tackles in the league, um, if not one of the best. Um, Bradley Chubb, obviously, has been playing really good football this year. Um, he's looking like uh, whether it's going to be in Denver if he's traded or not, which we'll touch on in a second. Um, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a contract extension whether it's here or somewhere else. Um, or, you know, at least franchise tagged. Um, so he's going to be making quite some money off of his performance so far this year. 
And then, um, like you said, Nick Benito had a strip sack today. He's looking promising, um, at least for a rotational piece right now. Um, and yeah, I, 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 Baron Browning is an incredible player, and I was kind of worried about that matchup. But yeah, Nick Benito um, looked pretty solid today. Um, Jonathan Cooper didn't look too bad either. Um, so yeah, this pass rush is improved miles from last year. Um, there were we're actually getting pressure this season, which is um you know encouraging to see. Um, obviously another uh, strip sack today, but the fumble didn't go our way. Um, but once they do, we're going to be getting many, many, many take takeaways. Um, Montreal Washington is, a uh, uh, something I want to hit on. Um, I know he's just a rookie, but, um, we keep seeing situations where, um, if we don't know, um, the fair catches or the right decisions, or if he isn't or whatever it may be, um, do you think we should stick with him, um, for the rest of the season as a returner? Um, I think we should just cause, um, you know, through practice, especially a rookie is going to get better and learn through these things. Um, they're not going to always be great. They're going to learn through their mistakes. Um, but I know some people I've seen, especially on Twitter, um, have been already calling for uh, Montreal Washington to, um, you know, kind of give up the returner job to someone else, maybe KJ Hamler, Kendall Hinton, whoever it may be. Well, yeah. And I mean, th that's, a, that's a tough situation because, and I'm not really sure why people are calling for the job. I mean, last or uh not last year um not and not last week two weeks ago against the chargers and I, I maybe uh, if that's what's causing uh if that's what's causing the divide for uh montreal washington but that, i mean that play wasn't his fault um there's nothing he could have done there and then two uh or what, what the muffed punt to seal the game for the chargers but um and then yeah and that's a valid point i think uh there's definitely a lot of situations I've seen where I think the fair catch would have been the smarter decision. Um, but also just as a return, as a pure returner, I don't know who on this roster would do a better job. I think Montrell is, is the most explosive and electric returner we have. So I think it's going to be fine to keep him in that position. Um, and, you know, and like I just said, I think there's definitely been situations um, where he should have taken a fair catch, but unless I'm for, unless I'm blanking on, um certain plays i don't recall any uh specific uh mistakes from him that have cost us uh or have even been concerning obviously yes the fair catch situation you want to get better at that um and you want that to improve because it, it could cost us eventually but um and like you said he's a rookie he's going to learn from his mistakes and you, you kind of expect these things um so, yeah, I, I, I think he's doing a great job in the returner role, and I just don't know who on this roster would be better suited in that position. I thought an interesting stat today, um, and I preach a lot about the running game. I think the running game is really um, important in, uh, in the NFL. The entire Broncos offense, 101 rushing yards today. The longest carry was 10 yards. ETN was doing that on, like, every carry. He had 156 yards rushing today by himself. Travis Etienne, um, he ripped off a big 49-yard run. Um, great game for him, but the Broncos still managed to managed to win this one um, by four points. thought that was really interesting how the Broncos found a way to win this game. We talk about the Broncos need to find ways to win games. They need to make big plays at big moments. That's something I thought was very, very encouraging today because um, usually from this Broncos team, we saw um, uh, it was around week four-ish um, when we lost to the Raiders. Um, 
the Josh Jacobs got going. And then after that, we just really couldn't, um, we, we really couldn't bounce back from that and find a way to win. And uh, today um, Travis Etienne did even better. And we, um, we found a way, a way to win this game. Um, obviously Russ uh, connected with uh, KJ a few times um, on that uh, last drive. Um, KJ made some good plays. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's something really positive to go off of uh, heading into the bye week. Yeah, um, you know, and that's uh, that, and that's my biggest takeaway from this game. Um, and something I- I've heard this talked about a lot on the DNVR uh, Broncos podcast is that, <clears throat> and I mean, this is hard for this is kind of an idea that, it, in a way, is hard for me to you know adopt. But um, I do think winning, in a sense, I do think it is a it's a culture. Um, I think you have to have winning culture to consistently win games. Um, and I mean, if you look up and down the schedule, there's still plenty of games that could have been ours The you know, the Seahawks game, the, um, the, the Raiders game. I mean, it's, it feels like almost every, every single game on our schedule, we had a chance in the, you know, in the final moments to take that game. Mm -hmm. Um, and, they, you know, I've heard a lot, you know, bad teams find ways to lose, good teams find ways to win. Um, and that's what I saw from this team today, is we just found a way to win. Uh, we made crucial plays when we needed to, which we have not done. And I mean, I, and I can't, uh, you know, I cannot dog on the defense for anything. Um, I, you know, I, you can't complain too much for your defense letting up a touchdown or a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, when your offense puts up 16 or 14 points a game, but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I noticed a trend, not just this year, but last year and games when the offense is lackluster, um, the defense is keeping us in these games and then they just need one more drive to get off the field and seal the game. And then, and then that's, that's when they give it up. And today we didn't see that. We saw crucial plays made and uh, turnovers in those situations instead. So, I think that's, I think today is a huge step in the right direction. Most importantly, I like, I like the fact that we are able to head into the bye week with a win. Uh, I think this really boosts, uh, boosts confidence in the locker room. And I mean, and I think, I don't know if this is fair to say or not. I think from our perspective, it's easy to say the season is over. And I, I, I still would agree with that. Like, I, I, I don't really, um, I still think that there were a lot of things today that, still need to be improved and I don't necessarily know if I see them being improved um I thought the offense did just enough and uh so I who knows what happens in the following weeks and after we have a you know a two-week off period uh with the bye but I just uh I I, this is a I think we're in a great position now not uh not to make the playoffs but I think just the locker room um I think it's great you know, I think it's going to boost morale and vibes heading into the bye week, and hopefully we can pick up on this momentum. And obviously, like I said, from our perspective, it's easy to say the season is over, and I still agree with that. But from the locker room's perspective, I feel like they they still feel like, hey, we're three and five. There is a path getting back to five and five and finishing the season out strong. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson started off pre- pretty, pretty bad today. Um, but then they kind of figured out what they wanted to do with him. They kind of changed up their approach a little bit and, um, uh, you know, put points on the board. 
And that's something we haven't seen this season. They finally did that, and they won the game. Um, obviously, the Jaguars, their record doesn't suggest that um, they're the best team. But, you know, they're, they are a little bit more underrated. They're always competing with teams. That's the thing about the Jaguars. Um, to me, 21-17 to uh, should have been – we should have scored, you know, probably um, more points, obviously. There was too many just drives that we didn't do anything. Um, the, the, like, first four drives, it was, like, interception – punt, 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 like um, it's not what we want to see from an offense of this caliber, but, um, you know, we a win's a win. Uh, like you said, it's great to go into the bye week with a win. Um, I think Hackett's job is definitely safe um, for the rest of the season. Um, I don't see a situation unless they just start getting blown out a ton. Um, I think he's I think he's, his, he's safe for the rest of the season. Um, I think Jerry Judy, there's a report – from a Troy, Troy rank that came out that Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, um, that the Broncos didn't really, uh, they haven't seen any, uh, trade calls or, uh, trades, um, like proposals that are like necessarily blowing them away to the point where they're actually going to make a trade. So I think Judy and Hamler are going to be on the team for the rest of the season. Um, and, uh, Bradley Chubb is someone who I think, uh, I, it was reported that the Broncos have officially been offered a first round pick. I would assume from a contender, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe the Broncos are uh, giving that a hard look. Um, I'm not sure if George Payne's going to pull the trigger on that or not. So um, that's definitely something for uh, Broncos country to keep an eye on. We could see Bradley Chubb potentially traded in the coming days. Um, Cause you know, I believe it's Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Yep, that, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday is the deadline. Um, I would assume around like two o'clock ish around the noon that the deadline hits. Um yeah, so this may have been Bradley Chubb's last game as a Denver Bronco, um, which kind of sucks. But, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people already saying that they 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 strongly believe that George Payton's going to make this move. Um, I don't know. I I I was I felt very strongly last week that the Broncos would not do it. But the fact that they're offered a first round pick and I bet George Payton's working that phone, possibly trying to get them to offer more. Um it may, it may be something that happens, especially with uh, Nick Benito having a solid game today. Um, but also, you know, Baron, your two top pass rushers, Baron Browning and Randy Gregory, are hurt right now, and you're not going to see him for another multiple weeks. Um, obviously, if you're going to trade Bradley Chubb, you're thinking about what you're getting long-term, uh, and you wouldn't just keep him just because your uh, pass rushers are out for like the next three weeks or so. But um, that's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, for for the Broncos. Um, do you think this game kind of has anything to do with um, them potentially trading Chubb? And do you think um, the team offering a first round pick that this, this deal can uh, happen within the next 48 hours? Um, you know, I got two answers. I, I Maybe, maybe it, this game does have an effect on that uh, for the front office, but in my mind, it doesn't. Um, and again, you know, like, I, I'm not trying to kill the mood here. Uh, I, I mean, not the, the offense looked by far the best it has all season today. Um, really encouraging, but they're still, you know, it didn't look great. Uh, we had three just like damn near flawless scoring drives. And then really other than that, what else? Like aside from those three, uh, three individual drives, what did we accomplish on offense? Not a lot. Um, and so just where I like where I tend to lean with that is I, I don't really uh, I don't really feel like the outlook on this season looks any better. Um, I, I think it's possible that it does improve. 
um, like we saw a lot of improvement today. I just don't, I, I don't really feel like, oh, we're back in it now. Like, let's go make a run at the playoffs. Um, and so I just, I think if a first round pick is on the table, um, I, and like you said, this is that, like, if you're trading away Chubb, you're thinking about what you're getting back in the long term. And so just for me, the, today's game doesn't change the outlook on the season. Um, I just, the offense did just enough. The defense was stellar as usual. And uh, so I still don't really, I, I don't, I don't feel any better about our chances at the playoffs or anything. So I feel like keeping Chubb, I like, I just don't really know what you're accomplishing there. Um, I feel like this roster is just a little bit farther away than most people think it is. And so, yeah, I think, I think this year is a goner either way. Um, and so I think, yeah, get rid of, uh, get rid of Chubb. The edge room is super, super deep and uh, yeah, go, go get a first round pick. And then that way we can use that pick this, uh, this year and maybe address and address another hole on the roster that maybe be, uh, maybe would be more pressing than edge. Um, or well, and obviously you wouldn't trade Chubb if you would turn right around and use that pick on a, on a player at the same position. But um, yeah, I just, I think that there are other areas on this roster that needed to be, uh, that need to be addressed right now after we've seen a, a eight game sample size. And so I think trading Chubb, you have a great edge room already. I think get rid of him, get some draft compensation back for it. Okay. Okay. Um, Raiders already down 10 to zero. You love poverty. to see it. Yeah. Smoke in the pack. Um, yeah, so that's uh, kind of our takeaways for uh, today's game. Um, like you said, the defense played incredible. Um, we saw probably uh, like this game and the Raiders game was probably Russ's best, like best games, the Seahawks game as well. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, I still want to see like a, like a, I know it's like silly to like point out stats like this, but I still would like to see like a convincing like 300 plus three plus touchdown um, game where we just, like pour it on a team. Um, I would like to see that. And not only just one game, but I want to see it like multiple games. Um, we traded like a lot of, we trade a lot of assets for Russ. So, um, you know, granted there is a lot of still, there's still a lot of things, um, you know, factors into this um, very inexperienced offense, but um, yeah, today I, I'm, I'll definitely take this win um, just because of the fact that, they dominated us in the run game. And I, I thought that was something that was going to kill this team, regardless of, um, you know, the touchdown, the offense putting up three touchdowns, but um, the offense, they did enough. They did enough today. And um, they really, they, they, they picked up that third down at the end that uh, really sealed things. Um, it was, it was really good. It was like really reassuring to see um, at the end, uh, Russ's presser um, or not his presser, his interview with um uh, in, in uh, his interview on the field, um, KJ Hamler runs up and uh, gives him a big hug and was it was happy. I really like to see that. Um, Nathaniel Hackett celebrating, going crazy on the sidelines. I love to see that. Um, gives you like a little bit of Robert Sala v uh, vibes. Uh, you know, I, I like to see um, you know coaching staff, the players get hyped. It's been a very, very, very rough first eight games. Um, the Broncos finally snapped that four game losing streak after starting two and one. But um, overall today, I'll definitely take that win, especially heading to the bye, because to lose five straight heading into the bye would have been pretty bad. But um, I would agree with you. Um, this doesn't change my outlook on the season. I need to see a very, very convincing win where we just look 
very dominant for me to feel like there's any chance where we can go on a, a very big winning streak and, uh, you know, sneak in as a wild card uh, in, in the uh, AFC playoffs. Um, but, yeah, that's really it for today. Um, twenty. My prediction was twenty-one to seventeen Jags, and of course, I should I should just pick the Broncos. I would have been uh, a genie, but I, I honestly, this kind of this one kind of. When I woke up this morning, I was like, yeah, I could see this going either way, um, but I still had a slight edge for the Jags, and especially after our first quarter, I was like, yeah, this is going to be another one of those games. But um, the Bronco, the Broncos uh, pull this one off. Should have picked the Broncos in this one. Um, uh, Pat Sertan, I know we uh, believe it was you that predicted that he'd be the defensive stud. Um, and he, I don't see him give up like anything today. So um, at least from what I saw. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's how it usually is with PS2, you know, <laughs> yeah. his best, his best games, you don't mention them. Exactly. Uh, and if we're not talking about him, he's I think island. that's a great thing. So, yeah, he's, he's always locked on love, love PS2. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for today's uh, episode. It was a pleasure as always. Um, hope you guys are uh, liking these videos, especially uh, now that we're on YouTube as well. Uh, make sure you like the video, subscribe. Every person that subscribes, seriously appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, all the support, even if you're on Apple and uh, Spotify and uh, whichever um, uh, platform that you're listening, whether it's watching it on YouTube or listening, um, all the support is greatly appreciated. It uh, makes it much easier for us to keep uh, pumping out content and uploading our, our videos and, um, you know, audio on the podcast. Um, make sure to leave a comment. Let you, let us know what you want to see more of on the podcast. Um, hopefully, uh, we get we um, last episode we give we're giving you good fantasy football advice for today's game. Um, hope you guys are enjoying watching uh, those games. Uh, I know right after this, I'm gonna hop on uh, Red Zone and watch those games. It should be fun. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. I um, hope you guys enjoyed until the next one. Peace.